Welcome to the High and Inside podcast. I am your host, DJ Looch. And as always, I believe this is episode six. Seven. Seven. Jacob's our our episode guy. Episode seven. Uh, Yeah. If you're your first time listener, you're welcome to listen to our just nonsense. Uh, uh, We'll just ramble on for about an hour. And if you're a consistent listener, shout out Soup. Uh, thank you and continue supporting us. Uh, but basically, yeah, we just kind of talk about sports. You know, as our uh, tagline is, three goons, one mic. Um, but as we start off every show with a random sports question or question in general, just to get kind of the juices flowing. Uh, and so I'll start with Alex Long this week. Alex Long, one of the co-hosts. You can find him on Twitter at AlexLong02. Uh, and the random question this week is, uh, I don't know how big of an Olympics guy you guys are, but what is your favorite Olympic sport to watch? Um, I guess it could be summer or winter, but since this is summer, we should probably try and stick to summer. So, yeah, Al, what do you, what do you got? Honestly, I don't watch shit for the Olympics. It's a really tough question for me to answer. I watched some swimming back when I was really young and Michael Phelps was good. Like, barely a little bit to the point where, like, my family was watching it and I was running around playing because I was, like, seven. So I really didn't. So outside of that, I got to say my favorites, honestly, the women's gymnastics. I think it's fucking lit. I think it's insanely athletic what they do. They do shit that I can never even pretend to do. And... They're pretty, a lot of times they're fucking hot, so it helps. They're wearing that tight fucking spandex shit. It, it definitely, it doesn't hurt. They're, they're, they're nice on the eyes, let's just put it that way. But uh, that, that'd be the best answer I can give you, because other than that, I don't watch it for a fucking second. Alrighty, interesting. Um, very interesting take, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Okay, uh, the other co-host, uh, Jacob Thompson, you can find him on Twitter, at FadeJT. Uh, so, yeah, same question, favorite Summer Olympics event to watch? Um, I – it's got to be a tie between track and field with when Usain Bolt was just dominating, like just because 100-yard dash, it was so quick, but it was just so lit. But then, personally, for me, it has to be uh, wrestling and watching the – like these dudes who train for four years, like – Four years just to make it. A lot of them is their only goal. Get your shit together. I'm sorry. What? Jesus Christ. I was watching the Terps. Oh, <laughs> that video was yeah. so funny. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry to catch you up. Yeah, what's <laughs> up, buddy? What were you talking about? Yeah, no, you, I'd have to say uh, the Olympic <laughs> wrestling freestyle only. It's just a lot of fun to watch because it's such a different kind of it's – it's a different style for sure. So, yeah, that has to be my personal favorite. Um, wearing spandex, but definitely not the same thing as gymnastics. <laughs> so it's a little bit different on that aspect, but yeah, it has to be my favorite. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Al. Swimming used to be lit. I mean, I'm, I can swim, but like, I don't think I'm fast at all. Uh, but Michael Phelps used to be just a G to watch back in the day. Um, back when Team USA basketball used to just fuck people up, they were always kind of fun to just watch them shit on somebody. It was never competitive, but gymnastics is fucking wild. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, what they do is so insane. Like, I I think a tweet – I saw a tweet that was, like, after, like, every five people go in gymnastics, there should be one, like, just normal person. 
should get thrown into that same event. Just so you see the like the disparity and like what they're doing. I mean, the the pole, the the double, the, the double uneven beams. Um, that's just insane. Like they're jumping from pole to pole, doing spins and shit. Like I would have thrown up halfway through. A routine. Dude, I can't even walk across one of those fucking <laughs> posts, let alone do a fucking backflip and land on one that's slightly lower than the first one I jumped. Are you shitting me? Bro, I can barely catch a fucking football when it's thrown to me. Get the fuck out of my face with that. God, what the hell do I look like? It's insane. It's insane what they're doing. It's not giving enough respect. The fucking vault is wild. Oh, my like, God. They run full speed and just flip. Like, what the fuck? Not to argue with you on the throw any average human in there, but you can do that for every Olympic event. And I get my ass beat in speed walking. Like, that. Like you threw me in a swimming pool against Michael Phelps. It looked no. like I'm drowning. Like, no. I, I like, agree. like pretty much every single even the stupidest ones like i just get fucking washed but i feel like you could run you can swim like you can speed i, I make it down walk. the court like i could i could do the race yeah like i could like i said i couldn't even walk from one end to the <laughs> other of the post and they're doing backflips landing on one slit like it's insane i know someone of your athleticism might be able to like oh, i could do some of those things not a single one of the, like <laughs> I not, I could not even like the cool dance moves they're doing in between the high routines yeah. yeah like I can't even do those like they do those their dancing is just significantly better than mine they're better at me than everything on that map it's just like all right this is cool I'm 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 intrigued to say the least I'm definitely intrigued whereas like when I watch a dude swim it's like yeah he swims faster than those other ones <laughs> I've seen a lot of people swim. I know it's I know it's really really fast and it's really really impressive, but it looks like swimming when they're all swimming really really fast and it's just it's swimming. It's like what I'm just more impressed by them. But yeah, it is all like I do fuck heavy with like the freestyle wrestling just from like anytime you have it on. Like I fuck heavy with the that style of wrestling. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 a lot more exciting. It's a lot like high. It's it's high, high, yeah, a lot high higher pace. paced. They encourage a lot, pace. A lot higher paced, and it's it's a lot more exciting to the casual fan or the average fan. Mm-hmm. Except for USA, likes to get dominated by Iranians. <laughs> well, kind of talking about the Olympics. Uh, I, I'm assuming you guys haven't watched much of the Olympics. Um, I've, I feel I've, like we've stated that pretty clearly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've watched a decent amount for like a two-day period. My fa- I was with my family, and they're huge in the Olympics, so we were watching them all. Um, and a lot of it was the gymnastics, which just reminded me how insane that shit is. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever seen the whole Simone Biles, all that. There's a lot of stuff that's come out about that. Me and Jacob discussed it a little bit on the Twitter, as the people call it. Uh, but basically, she did. she had a bad qualifying round. Like, she didn't perform well. She, I mean, she did, still did like really well, but like nothing to her standards. Uh, and so like, she was dealing with a lot of other like mental health issues, stuff like that. I mean, she was fucking sexually assaulted by that Nassar guy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that would haunt you for the rest of your fucking life. You see what that guy looks like? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like now going back to the place where it all started, like fuck dude. So she was dealing with a lot of sauce. And so she just pulled out uh, and didn't compete in the final round because her team's fucking good. Like her, the subs, the, the other, the fourth person is still fucking good. Um, and she received, you know, a lot of support, but she also received a decent amount of backlash. Uh, there's a lot of people. What's the fucking Charlie Kirk guy? Yeah. Asshole. Um, there's a lot of people just saying that like what she did was wrong. 
but I just, yeah, want your guys' thoughts on what, you know, I guess I don't know how educated you are on the situation, but yeah. I also read that she has this thing that gymnasts call the twists. I think it's what it's called. It's where you get experienced vertigo. And when you're doing a flip or something, your body wants you to twist with it too. So it was like getting harder for her to land moves because she was dealing with that. Which it's not like rolling an ankle or blowing out an ACL where you can see it and there's a clear injury and there's swelling and shit. Like when, when you have something like that, you can't really figure that out. And like on top of that, like they don't get paid for this shit. Like, this isn't like they're getting a million dollars to compete or anything like that. They're just doing it for purely glory. And she already has, I believe, the most Olympic medals. And it was after one year. She's only competed once. And she has not the most Olympic medals, but she has the most golds, I do believe, after one year. So, like, she's she still... Like, like, she has, like, four golds, one silver, and one bronze after one year. She's yeah. Like, it's fucking insane. She's like 20 fucking four or something like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, she's, she's like... It, I get it, like, you know, especially, like, you have all the pressure, basically the entire USA counting on you for that, like, I can't imagine, like, if you're, if you're honestly shitting on that, and most people who are shitting on it are not athletic turds, <laughs> it's just like, all right, man, like, what are you really talking shit about right now? Yeah, I mean, it's, what can you really say, if you, like he said, if you're talking shit about it, you, you really don't have a life, like, she's dealing with mental health stuff. Cool. Like, I get it. I've been there. Like, I, me and Jacob were talking about it the other night, and it's like, I personally wouldn't ever, but I can't, like, say she's wrong for doing it. Like, people handle their emotions differently. You know, sports and competition was always my relief. Like, you know, that was always my escape from those type of things. But I've never been anywhere close to her level of it i've never been anywhere close to her level of competition her level of stress and the pressure that's on her shoulders so i i who's to even you know we're all just making huge assumptions to what it's even about whether it's about the bad routine she was dealing with about this history of returning to you know no one knows you know it could be family stuff or maybe her fucking favorite cousin just died I, who the fuck knows? People deal with their things in weird ways. Let, let her deal with it. It's insane that she has to deal with backlash from this. Like, I, it's, it's super weird. And yeah, it's not like she is just saying, oh, fuck you, America. Suck my cock. Nope, she's leaving them in the very solid hands of her very, like some of her very closest friends and people she goes to work with every single day and sees them put in the hard work and knows that they deserve this opportunity and spotlight every bit. Like, it's, uh, yeah. There's there's really not much you can say, and if you are saying anything about it, if you are giving your shit for it, you're an unathletic piece of shit. Like, you can't, you're, you're extremely ignorant. You have to be able to put yourself in that person's shoes to understand the situation yeah well and the way i was thinking about it is like okay so you you've determined with yourself that like you're not mentally able to perform at the highest level and it showed in the qualifying rounds that she just wasn't performing at a level that she had previously performed at but her teammates were really like u.s gymnastics is really fucking good so it's like, is it wrong to, to like, just admit like, hey guys, I'm not the best, like me going right now is not going to be the best for our team to win. 
Like, I think it's better if you guys go rather than me. Now I could go and I could do amazing and I could also do terrible, but like, I'm so, you know, just not in a place to even compete right now. Whereas like, I feel like coming out front and just being like, I don't want, like I'm withdrawing, let other, let someone else have the chance to do well. And like, the thing is, even if she performed, I don't know if they were beating Russia. Russia outscored them in the qualifying rounds. Like every single, I, I watched it. Uh, Russia's fucking good. Russia's not supposed to fucking be there. That's true. Russia's not even a country that's at the Olympics, but they're allowed to wear their colors right now. Like they've been banned for fucking, I believe, eight years total from the Olympics. Like, and they shouldn't even be there, but they're just letting that shit slide. Like they shouldn't even be at the Olympics right now. They shouldn't be wearing red, you know, their version of whatever the fuck their colors are. Because it's a weird country. It's ROC or something. It's like Russia, or yeah, yeah, Olympic Committee or something. Yeah, shit. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's something weird. But yeah, no, that's the Russia shouldn't even be there. They shouldn't have gymnasts there. They shouldn't have mattered in the whole thing of it because they've been proven using steroids, but whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, crazy. Uh so last last week's episode we talked a little bit about Texas and Oklahoma maybe jumping ship. Uh uh, Al and I, I know, were very not believing. We didn't think it was actually gonna happen. We thought it'd be cool, but we just didn't we thought they're kind of calling bluffing uh but in the last week it's been determined that it's basically 100 percent official uh the thing is with like tv rights contracts like con- all the legal stuff they can't actually leave the big 12 uh for at least i think till 2024 at the earliest um but they can buy out their contract but it's like we're talking over a hundred million dollars to buy out your contract and i know these are big universities but that is a shitload of money uh, so I don't think they're going to buy them out, but they're hundred percent moving to the sec. Uh, so now that we have this new knowledge, I mean, anything you'd want to add from last week's conversation, what, yeah. What the fuck's the big 12 going to do? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Just take it away guys. Uh, yeah. My first comment is we've been lighting it up with just being completely wrong. on Some <laughs> of our takes, like at least one fucking high profile take that we spent a good amount of time on for podcast it's just proven blatantly wrong the very next week by the time we go to the next podcast so we're just gonna for we're going to uh keep rolling with that trend and this week it is the texas oklahoma power move definitely not a power move they're full fucking sending that this is like they worked through that so goddamn quick and so, yeah, the main question is, what the fuck does the Big 12 do? I think you, I think we do the same thing that happened with the Big East a couple of years ago, where you take good schools from there, ship them off to the other fucking bigger conferences, and the rest of them can fuck off and create whatever little American conference or wash away into whatever conferences they want. Give me fucking Iowa State and Kansas State or whoever the fuck wants to go, you know, to the Big Ten. The rest of them, I honestly couldn't care less about. I really couldn't. Like, who else out of that conference is worth, you know, anything, really? Oklahoma State's good for about eight wins. Yeah. And they'll start out a solid 7-0. and And people are like, is Oklahoma State going to be good this year? And then boom, boom, boom. They yeah. lose. Lose a bad one. Lose a tough one. And they're back to their normal eight and four, nine and three. Like 
They're not, yeah, they're not a bad school. They're very, they're always air raid though. They're always really, really heavy air raid. Like one of the original air raid teams almost. So that's where I was just like moving them over to like a big 10 would be, I imagine rather rough for them unless they were just decided to change their play style. Um, yeah, no, I, they either have to move conferences or I don't know. I don't even think it sounds like they're going to try to add people by the way the big 12 commissioner is talking. He's trying to blame it on ESPN and then trying to basic ESPN working their magic in order to get uh, basically disband the Big 12 because they're a Fox rival, which it kind of makes sense ish if, like, you know, you're not really looking too far into things. But yeah, no, I don't, it doesn't even sound like they're trying to save it right now. It doesn't even, it, like, because, like, there's no talks of like adding anybody good to replace those two, which I don't know where you would add. That's what I'm saying. Fuck the Big 12. Save Iowa State. Fuck the Big 12. If they want to they wanna die on the hill, let them die on the hill. Like, yeah. Oklahoma State's been doing the same thing. They've been, like, torching Oklahoma and Texas and, like, oh, we're, we're staying loyal. We're staying here. All right, man. Well, good luck. Good luck. Like, I don't – I mean, the fucking teams in the Big East – Tried to say that too, and now they're like seven teams in the American Conference. Yeah, I'm feel yeah. Most like, of them are just like no one yeah. pays attention to. No, it's like uh, all right, you can go that route if you want. I would dip the fuck out, and how cool would it be to see a fucking Iowa State Iowa fucking football game with conference championship implications on the line? That'd be it badass, be so dude. Fucking lit. Fucking late night. Fucking either Jack Trice or Kinnick. Like, can, can, can we not play it fucking second week of the year this time, too? Like, At fucking 11 in the morning? 11 in the morning. You yeah, you wouldn't have to fit it into that non-conference schedule. Fucking week two of football season. Throw a prime time. You know that last game of the season is what it should serious. be. That's what the, that's what all the rivalries usually are. Yeah, it's the last game of the season. Fucking, it'd be so much more lit. It'd be lit it'd be as so fuck. So fucking fun. Winner goes. Oh my god! Winner goes to the Big Ten championship. Yep. That game. Dude. Holy shit! If you're in Iowa, like cancel your plans. The roadways are cool. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. That game would be wild. Like the game's already wild as it is, and now like serious implicate. Oh my. Yeah. I 100 agree with you guys. I think the Big Twelve or the Big. The Big 12 can't add teams. I'm just not seeing any, maybe BYU, but other than them, like, I'm just not seeing many teams that the Big 12 can add. And so it's like, I, they should just honestly dissolve and let those teams, like, based on how good they are, no offense, Kansas is going to end up in, like, the MAC or some shitty conference. Maybe they can get to the Mountain West. I don't know. But, like, you know, your shittier schools are going to get to shittier conferences. My, my thing is, how does this relate to basketball? Like, how does this affect basketball? Because the Big 12 is a well, like, when they had Texas and Oklahoma, we're almost a better basketball conference than they were football, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, though. Uh, it Like, they're all going to work out basically the same, and all the money is really in football for it, um, especially when you move over to the SEC. And honestly, from Texas and Oklahoma's standpoint there, they were good in basketball but not good enough to ever beat the Kansas or the Iowa State for the championship. Whereas, I mean, now you just have to figure out Kentucky. Who the fuck else does the SEC have in basketball? Yeah. Like, you upset Kentucky, 
you're, you're looking at, I mean, with the talent that Oklahoma and Texas bring in in basketball, like, they, they usually feel pretty good teams. Like, they both got pretty solid squads out there. And they can definitely both compete to win. I mean, they, they competed to win the Big 12. They just, you know, they're levels to the shit. They were clear, clear both clearly a level below both Kansas and Iowa State on a year-to-year basis in basketball. And Not so, this like, Iowa State team. Yeah, except for this year. Yeah. Yeah, that was a first. Well, yeah. it's starting to become a trend under, under prone, but. Yep, that is, uh, that is a whole other can of worms. Good gravy. We yeah, could spend time sure. roasting that. But that, that's why I don't think Kansas will ever go to, like, a, an American conference or anything like that. It's just their basketball program has been an elite eight-level team. But can the, can the Big 12 stay financially solvent with what, – what are they down to, eight teams now? Mm-hmm. I mean – I just feel like there's less respect to the conference. Uh, yeah, I feel like that hurts them a lot. I don't know. Yeah, like, no, I, I feel sure. I feel bad for the Big 12 on an aspect of, like, with Texas and Oklahoma just – so they've been working on this for six months. Reports were released two days before they actually left. <coughs> so, like, they just got their legs cut out from underneath them. But on that same aspect, they've had since, I believe, 2014 – so seven years to add two fucking teams to match their goddamn name of Big Twelve. Yeah. So yeah, like, and you have no idea like what talks have been going on behind closed doors for fucking years. Like what Oklahomans like, you don't know that they completely blindsided them with this. You don't. Obviously, they very well might have, but we don't know that for a fact. Like obviously, that's any big like any fucking guy that doesn't want him to leave a fucking jealous or a boyfriend whose girlfriend leaves them and doesn't want her to leave is going to say oh she blindsided me with it when she was saying for a year that she was going to leave them like yeah that's just what they say so of course the commissioner is going to say oh i was blindsided by this but like who knows for he could like both of those organizations for years could have been saying well we'd like this we'd like we'd like some tougher teams we'd like some bigger market teams we like i don't i don't know what they were asking for but we really don't know what I'll be, you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's, it's tough to really say what went on behind closed doors there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see what the Big 12 does. And because we don't want to completely miss again, we don't really don't want to speculate as to what they might do. Because if we say something that they'll do, they will 100% do the opposite. I mean, that is proven track record for this podcast. Nothing like our betting track record. Maybe the podcast betting track record, but the account high inside. Looking at plus seven point some units. Um, so, yeah, $10 unit size, you're talking plus 70 units or plus $70 right there. $100, you're talking up 700 units uh, or $700. Wow. Struggling. Get it Tough. together. Whew. But anyway, let's. Math has not been our strong suit all night. So. No, we've been struggling. We've, yeah, been adding and numbers just have not been adding up. But speaking of adding, it looks like the Packers have added Aaron Rodgers back to the uh, training camp or whatever you want to call it, the, the clubhouse, the area, whatever. I don't know what they call it, football stadium, no. yeah. facilities. Locker room. Locker room. There we go, locker room. Yeah, so Aaron Rodgers is back. There's a video of him walking in today. He looked like some stoner college kid that just got back from spring break. He looked like me before I fucking come. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, little – other than arm – like arm, throwing the ball arm strength. Well, there was, yeah, I was going to say, good correction. What are you trying to talk about? Yeah, no, I'm not saying he's stronger than you. <laughs> I'm saying 
when it comes to throwing a football. Other than that, I mean, they look nearly identical. Um, but yeah, thoughts on that, Jacob? Jacob, according to Jacob, inside information, he watched the entire Aaron Rodgers press conference, so he's got more detail than any of us know what to do with. But yeah, take it away, bud. I like I listened to the entire thing, and like most of it, where he talked about like he didn't like how like X players were released or not even released; they weren't added back and stuff like that. Or it's just like. All of them were past their prime. Pretty much every, like, they didn't add back Micah Hyde, who they could have. I don't know what the money situation is, but that's a normal thing with literally every team in the NFL. Every quarterback goes through that. They lose a guy that they don't like, things along those lines. Um, And I just, with everything that Aaron was saying, it's like, it's hard not to read into it. Like, okay, dude, are you sure you're not a dick though? Because like your own family doesn't like you. Like, you, you have your own things behind closed doors. Like, how, how receptive are you behind closed doors, too? Where, where are you really coming from on most of this shit? Because, like, and also, like I said in this, he's taken zero fault. Anytime he ever talks to the media, ever, he takes zero fucking fault. He, he's never said, you know, I could have played better here. You know, I could have done a few things better. There's some things I could improve my game. It's just not really, he never mentions that. It's always other people's fault. And then when you like, it, it was weird. Like, he clear, like, when you listen to it, it sounded like something he'd been preparing for three months. Like, that statement was like, it was clearly very well thought out. So, you know, like, he, he even mentions in there that he, like, he talked to a bunch of players that haven't been released or hadn't been re signed and things along those lines. But a lot of it, it just, I come. I just. It sounds like excuses for him not winning. Because when you still look at this team, this is a Super Bowl contending team with him at the helm. Like, with a really good quarterback, a top ten defense still, and fucking a good off a good offense, a pretty good offense. Like it. It. I've never seen a quarterback with this much on his side throw such a goddamn fit late in his career. Like, it just really doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, when Brady left, like, Jesus Christ, man, you can look at our goddamn receiving core. They did him no fucking favors. Gronk was gone. And our defense, although good, it, it you can have the best defense in the world. Like, fuck, if you don't have anything to throw to, it's really hard to do anything. And he had done that for so goddamn long. And he was just like, so are you guys going to let me do anything here? Like, are you guys going to sign anybody? Are you going to get any help? And they just weren't willing willing to commit to him. They went their separate ways. But fuck, like Aaron Rodgers has a brilliant setup right now. He just continues to complain and make it other people's fault. And on the in in the inter, in the conference, he talks about like he's like with somebody of my stature who's a great quarterback with MVPs. Like you figure that you'd let me in in the room and do all this stuff. And it's just like like he he just he he went on for about forty five to a minute bragging on himself about his accolades and it's just like yeah dude you got one ring with that and you haven't been able to complete it in the nfc championship that's a knock on you you haven't been able to get, get past that finish line when you have the tools around so like he's back i was surprised he came back as quick as he did i was hoping he'd do a carson palmer holdout and leave but yeah so there's <clears throat> a lot to divulge there for the most part, actually, 
for almost all of it, I completely agree. Like JT was spot on. Like the only thing I will give a slight pushback on is the part where he's talking about all of like his teammates that weren't resigned that as I would agree with you, they all, most of them were past their prime and this and that and the other thing. His main point of that argument was that he wasn't involved like in any aspect in those conversations on why they weren't brought back. And he went along to say with like the first round draft pick of Jordan Love, yeah. you know, he just, he just wants to be, you know, and he's not wrong. A player of his stature should be, you know, we've talked about it in basketball with like Dame Lillard. He should be involved in those decisions a little bit. Aaron Rodgers has given, you know, he doesn't want anything, but he's given a lot to that organization. They'd, they'd be pretty fucking shitty without him. Like he'd probably involve him in those, you know, conversations a little bit. You know, Tom Brady, I guarantee, was involved in those situations a little bit. Now, on the same path, I mean, Tom Brady also got rid of behind his back and didn't tell him. Yeah, and that was, I mean, I think part of like the reasons yeah, that like, the downfall, part of the reasons he started wanting wanting to leave. But like, it's on it's on file that like Brady has had a certain amount of say within you know Belichick and Kraft, mainly Kraft because. Kraft fucking loved them. Yeah. Kraft fucking wanted to get them everything. But, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get that. But 99% of what you said completely, like, he's doing all this bitching and complaining, and it all just sounds like excuses because, you know, he's talking about these guys that they let, let go and this, that, the other thing. They were all past their primes. And now you have a good fucking team right in front of you. Like, you focus on the team you've got now. Like you've got a solid yeah, maybe they let them go for the right reasons how many of them have we heard of again charles woodson's re- been retired for five years buddy his he was like the first name on your list jordy nelson also been retired for three years oh yeah what what, what jordy nelson do after they let him go signed with the raiders for a year and then immediately retired yeah like, like not like that's yeah none of the none of the dudes that he named clay matthews can it, who's he playing for now? I think he's done. Yeah, I, like he might be the third string linebacker on some bum team. I do. I I get you. I feel you. I can't imagine what it's like to see your boys, your friends, not resign and given. And like, I also get what he's saying with they weren't given their respect on the way out. But like, fuck. What do you want to? What do? You, what are we supposed to do? It's a business. Yeah. At the we, end of the day, are we supposed to give every single dude that like we loved? That's past their prime. What do you, you want us to give us slap on the ass and a fucking million dollar bonus? Can't do that. We don't have that type of money. You want us to throw them a parade? Can't do that. It's a lot of dudes that we love that leave. I like. I I don't know. I think he's wrong. I think I think he's throwing a temper tantrum, and I like I think you hit the nail on the head when it's just it sounds like he's trying to back up his excuses and his why he can't win. Well, and on top of that, like okay, you want to pay John Coon? You know, mm-hmm. and then you can't get another fucking receiver because of cap hits. And then you're gonna like, bitch about that. Then you're gonna bitch about that. Like it's just it's a never ending fucking mm-hmm. cycle of excuses, and it's just sure. it's yeah. Where it's like I don't think Randall Cobb is the reason you guys didn't win the NFC Championship game. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's not. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you guys kind of nailed it on the head there like i feel like he's just kind of becoming the drama queen a little bit like fucking yeah, it's just it's like he's trying to make a statement that he's aaron Rodgers and he should get whatever he wants kind of thing and 
Yeah, I don't know. Being super dramatic, but it's like, if you're really pissed off, dude, why didn't you hold out? Like, why didn't you force a trade by, like, not signing? Like, if you're that pissed off. But, like, I think I think you're right. And he realizes that his team's actually decent this year. Mm-hmm. And he might actually be able to do something this year. Uh, so, it's like, why, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a whole big scene. But I know I might be able to do something. So, like, I'm going to not. I'm not going to burn my bridge completely. But, yeah, it it'll be interesting. I'm sure this isn't the end of Aaron Rodgers bitching about something. I mean, he's known to just be that type of player with the refs and stuff. Like I swear, I swear every pass play, one of his receivers is pass interfered. If you, if you were to ask Aaron Rodgers, oh, yeah. cause like every single pass play, he's like, Oh, that guy got held. It's like, Oh my God, dude. It, like I get some of them, but it's, it seems like every single, play. but anyway, we could talk about Aaron Rodgers for a while. As none of us like him. But let's move on to a more interesting topic. It's one of the most exciting times of the year when it comes to the MLB because of the MLB trade deadline. Uh, teams, based on their record and what they were projected to be, decide whether they're sellers or buyers at this time of the year. I think the trade deadline is this Friday. Um, and so, yeah, if you got a guy with no, like his, his last year of his contract and your team is clearly not making the playoffs. Maybe you sell them out, uh, you know, trade them, get some, get some prospects. Like it's, it's a very business aspect that the MLB does really well. I don't think they do it enough. And in, in many other sports. Um, so the thing about the MLB trade deadline this year is there really hasn't been as much smoke or as much big names being traded uh, so actually, just recently, as we record this, Joey Gallo is, I think it's finalized that he's going to the Yankees, which I'm going to maybe address that a little later. Uh, but other than him, big names, Adam Frazier to the Padres, Starling Marte to the Athletics. Uh, you, I guess you can make an argument for Nelson Cruz to the Rays. And then minor guys, Eduardo Escobar to the Brewers and Jock Peterson to the Braves. Uh, but there's still a ton of big names that have yet to be traded. Trevor Story's on the last year of his contract. The Rockies suck ass. He should get traded. Max Scherzer, there's been a lot of talk about him going out. The whole Cubs team with uh, Bryant Rizzo, Baez, and uh, Craig Kimbrell, uh, all of them are supposedly, some of them are getting traded. I know Kyle Gibson's had an insane year. Uh, CJ Crone's been okay. Adam Duvall for the Marlins, that Ermit. Marquez, uh, and then the whole Twins team is up for trading right now. Uh, Josh Donaldson, uh, Pineda. I've heard Barrios, but I think he still has a year left on his contract. I heard Byron Buxton. I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, basically a lot of guys, a lot of different teams uh, still left to be traded. But all in all, to summarize this, it's been very just boring. There hasn't really been many big names. And there's still a lot of a lot of action could happen, or this could just be the most boring trade deadline. But Al, I know you're kind of the baseball guy here. No offense, Jacob. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on just how the trade deadline is every year? Like how either it's cool or not, and then just thoughts on the current trade deadline. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think the current trade deadline has been very little fireworks, if any, so far. I mean, the biggest names you've had traded are. Nelson Cruz, who's 38 years old. Like, that's not really a firework. That's Those are the guys that are supposed to be traded. You know, you got Joey Gallo, who just got traded today to the Yankees. Like, that's a big bat, but let's be realistic. He's going to hit about 
seven for them. Like they have a lot. They have a lot of dudes who hit home runs and strike out. <laughs> what does he add to their lineup? He hits home runs and strikes out a lot. All right, so we got another dude just like the rest of the guys we got. Cool, good job. Like that's not really a huge. That's that's not a firework. That's a role player addition. Like he he doesn't really I, to me. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure this will be. The, I'm sure he's gonna hit fucking five home runs next week and <laughs> next week's podcast. And be like, yes, I'm a dumbass. We've covered this. We've been over this. Fade me. I should change my name to Fade Al. Created it. Exactly. But fuck. Um, I don't know. It's been been a real slow. Yeah, JT. One thing on Twitter right now: Judge did not start, and he's no longer following the Yankees on Instagram. So that's a possibility. <laughs> He was, he was a late he was a late pull from a lineup with no injury. Interesting. I think he's at the last year of his contract. Would... But I think it's kind of weird to get Gallo and trade Judge. Doesn't I mean, really make is there it. anything uh... not weird the Yankees have done over the last three years though? I'd much Judge do I can see it. I mean Gallo, they do the same things, don't they? First, uh, first base outfield hits home run. I mean I think Judge, Judge is Judge, significantly uh, better yeah. when he's on the when he's on the field. That's true. Judge is never healthy, when, when, and Gallo's when he's been. On the field. Yep, I'll give he you that. Passes and seats too. Judge will. Yeah, because of who he is. I'll give him that. Yeah, but Gallo will do the same thing if he hits, hits a monster. Yeah, like, he's not seven foot though, with a charming smile. He's pretty yeah. big. <laughs> he's yeah, he's pretty massive, and don't call it a charming smile. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I ignore that. Every I'm, time I look at him, it's just like even. When he's been on the field, as like, is is he that much of a game changer? And he's so on the field rarely. Like, so, it seems so little of the time he's not fucking hurting. And it's like, but, but baseball's such a fucking rhythm game where like you, you gotta, have yeah. to get going, and it's always something with that guy. And I mean, it makes sense when you're that big, trying to do the athletic things that he's trying to do. Like it's swinging, know, it's swinging alone is not natural for a guy that big. No, like it, that, that's not good for your body the way you're moving your joints and stuff. Yeah, so that I don't alone, know. I, I, I would trade him if I were the Yankees. I don't know what he's asking for, but I think he's never on, I think he's way overhyped. I think he's way more hyped than he is fucking production. Yeah, I, for me, it'd have to be what am I getting back in return, but I guess he's not untradeable. Like, if I'm getting something decent back with him being at the end of his contract and the Yankees being not a playoff team right now and mm-hmm. probably not a playoff team, uh, especially with the Garrett Cole contract, they're, are, yeah, they're already eating Garrett Cole for the next 10 years. Um, so they need to clear space. Yeah, I know they're the Yankees, and it seems like they have money falling out of their ass, but, like, they, have they can't pay everyone. Yep. And, like, I don't – I hate nothing more than paying a dude who fucking sits on the bench because he's injured. I'm sure the Yankees do too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't. Gallo's really not been injured much. I think he's two years younger than uh, Judge, but I do think um, I think fielding wise, they both have really good arms. So I don't think there's any, much of a difference there. Uh, but hitting wise, I think Judge hits for a lot better average. But again, he doesn't play often. So how you know you know solid is that average? He's fucking twenty nine. I thought he was forty. Aaron Judge? So, yeah. I no, yeah, I, he's 28, 29. I think Gallo's 26. But yeah, he's a he's on the last year of his deal. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I'm, I could yeah. I could see that I could see them getting rid of him. I mean, if you get something good in return, especially seller, and then invest in Gallo because you can get him cheaper. Um, I he's I would say he's a slighter poor man who's gonna yeah. play more often than Judge. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I, I see it. Um, but yeah, I mean the Yankees with their roster with Judge in the lineup right now and Gallo, 
they might be the first team that could hit nine solo dingers in a row. Like they have nine dudes who could hit a solo dinger in a row, but they also could strike out nine times. Yep. Every 27 <laughs> fucking out of that game is going to be a goddamn strikeout. If they line it up correctly, though, they all strike out the first, the first three innings, nine strikeouts. Okay. The next three innings, or I guess next nine batters are dinger. Like if they line it up right, but I'm pretty sure that's what their GM was planning on. I, that's what it looks like. It would be badass. Like, I mean, and you see it like some days they just they're hidden, and other days they're not even putting the ball in play, which is a huge thing. Their pitchers have been sus, and the Yankees are just like <laughs> they're embarrassing right now. Um, I really, yeah, I really don't know what else to say about them. But yeah, overall, the trade deadline this year is. I hope. I expect to see more fireworks. I expect to see a lot of late fireworks. There's yep. just too many big names. That I, I would agree. To go. Like, someone on the Cubs has to go. Yep. One of the big three of Javi, Rizzo, Baez. I hope to God it's not Javi after that fucking late night. Oh, my that God. That trash talk with fucking Richards Amir Garrett. Oh, or Amir Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richards, Amir Garrett the other night. Oh, I loved it. And the best part about it, he was talking trash before he did it. Like, he talked trash. And then backed it up and talked more trash. He walked up to the plate and was, and they have a history too. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I was gonna, I was gonna explain the whole story because yeah. it, it's something I feel like we kind of need to address. Yeah, you, you can go I, for it. Go for it. So it started earlier this year in a meaningless game. The Reds are up like six runs on the Cubs, and Amir Garrett comes in and he strikes out Rizzo. Yep. Rizzo's known around the league as a pretty good guy. Like no one has beef with this guy, and he starts talking mad shit. And Rizzo, like, walking away, you could see in his face, he was confused. Like, wait, is this guy really shit-talking me because he struck me out when they were up six? Different if bases are loaded and one hit wins the game. That's way different situation. But, no, nobody on. And, of course, Rizzo's just, like, shocked. And, like, he's a good guy. Javi's super fired up. Javi, like, gets onto the field. Like, him and Amir Garrett, like, they end up trying to throw hands, like, the whole teams. So that was what started it. So then, fast forward to, I think, a couple nights ago, uh, bases loaded. 5-5 Five, five game, bottom of the ninth, and they pinch hit Javi. Javi comes in and, like Al said, talking He's mad. Walking tra- up yeah. to the fucking plate, bat dangling by his side. He's not practice swinging. He's not stretching. He's talking shit. He is talking to Amir Garrett. He said, "Yeah, you know I'm the last person you want to see right now, motherfucker. God damn it, this ball's going over that goddamn fence." Steps in the fucking plate. Fucking Amir Garrett doesn't even throw it anywhere near the goddamn plate. It's it was off. Yeah, it was... Way off fastball, way outside fastball. And Javi says, I don't give a flying fuck. He hits the ball, immediately drops the bat, and starts talking shit again. He says, I fucking told you, you fucking bitch. Just goes at him. Meanwhile, the ball, you know, they had the outfielders fucking played in. So the ball lands on the warning track, drops down. The one run scores. It was bottom of the inning. So it was a walk off. Yep. Javi's just fucking walking down first baseline, still talking shit. He says, yeah, I fucking told you I was going to do that. Just, fu- oh, I fucking loved it, dude, so much. That's why, like, I, I'll give Javi, I'll overpay for Javi. I've said that. Like, I'm willing to overpay for Javi. Like, he makes those type of plays. Chris Bryant would have grounded out to th- fucking third play- base in that goddamn play. I've seen it a billion times. God, <laughs> like, I, I just – and don't get me wrong, like, it hurts me as much as the next guy to watch, like, there's the interview of him, like, you can kind of hear the disappointment in his voice, he's talking about his future with the Cubs, and, like, you can kind of tell he knows it's over, but it's like, 
I, you're making it over. Like, yeah, it's on you. Like, you're talk, asking too much. Talk, talk yeah. to your boy Scott Boris, who's been notorious for asking for too much. Like, you rejected fucking three hundred plus million two years ago. That's on you, bro. Like, don't don't come at us and say we haven't been willing to work with you. Like, you're not worth three hundred plus million. You know that. I know that. Everyone knows that. You're not. Like, Javi's only Javi's not even asking for that now. And like, I think Javi's more valuable than you. Like I, I, I'm saying it right now. Like I'd rather have Javi, uh, uh, regardless of fucking stats or anything like that. He brings more fire to the fucking table. He's more of a fan favorite. He's he's gonna. He clearly gives it more than you on a day to day basis. Like he clearly gives more effort than you and cares more than you. Javi, like, yeah. <laughs> no, you. I, I was gonna say a perfect like description of KB's play. So um, the other day they lost, but. Rizzo's at the plate, hits a two-run dinger to tie it up. Classic Rizzo dinger, ties it up. We get to the bottom of the ninth. Cubs are down by, like, six, maybe maybe five. And KB hits a meaningless solo home run. And I'm just like, yep, that's the type of stats you get, dude. You hit the ones that don't matter. Like, Rizzo in that situation, not hitting he'll, – he'll, that's where he gets his strikeouts. But he hit a two-run dinger to tie it up earlier in the game when it counted. And I'm assuming KB struck out or got out. Uh, in a situation where we may have could have used a big hit. Yep. And so it's like KB is so good at getting irrelevant hits. And he did it again last night. And uh, just one correction, Javi didn't didn't drop the bat. He kept the bat and he rode the bow. Oh, that's he right. He rode that's the right. fucking that's right. That's right. That's right. That's and then right. he fucking ripped off his jersey. The dude was out even halfway the yeah. first base. I, I meant, yeah, not when he dropped the bat. I meant he, like, dropped it by his side oh, and like, yep, drug it along yep. with him. But, and like, then, yep. but, like, he didn't, you know, he didn't hold the follow-through up. No, yeah. He hit it, and immediately when he made contact, it dropped to the ground. He was still holding it in his hand, and he immediately started <laughs> then, talking shit. And then, yeah, and he fucking rode the boat on his <laughs> It was oh, it was epic. Oh, it was pure gold, but yeah, good correction. I forgot about the road. <laughs> and the funny thing, gold. I heard that the reason why that didn't turn into a brawl is because the Reds players knew that Garrett deserved it, and therefore they didn't back it. Like they didn't really. They were like, "Yeah, you like you kind of deserve that for being a cocksucker in an irrelevant game." That, that. I, that's what I heard. I don't I know if it's that. true, but I feel like if it was a passionate like Reds players might have, you know, because I mean that that's. Not disrespectful because he earned oh. the disrespect, but incredibly disrespectful. Oh, so disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> it was so disrespectful. Like the- he was talking and talking and talking and talking. Yeah, no, I bet I bet they're hundred percent right. Like I bet if they go over and start, you know, someone go usually someone backs him up and yep. some one of your teammates will go over and get in his face first, and then that's when Amir Garrett will come over. Oh, yeah, now I'm tough. <laughs> you know, that's when 90% of fucking baseball players are like, oh, yeah, now now I'll talk. Now I want to fight. Now that there's a couple fucking people between us, now I'm ready to throw hands. But no, you know, there are the few that are fucking trying to beat the beat the scrum, get to him first. Like, the Bryce Harper one comes to mind. Yep. It's super <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Threw the helmet and then went like a 90 degree angle off to the fucking like worst throw I've ever seen in my life. There's a big old haymaker way outside, comes back, swings one more, kind of hits him, actually, decent shot. And then everyone gets there and tackles on it. It was over. But what was the, uh, what, who's the Cubs one? Kyle Farnsworth? It picks up the Reds player, beats the brakes oh, off him back in the day. Yeah, yeah I know which one you're talking fucking about. Puts him on his ass. They're fucking talking. He says, Come here, come here. Oh, he squared yeah. him up. They threw the glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just fucking double legs him, slams him on the ground, and just wham, wham, wham. 
just waylays that motherfucker. Like, there's some good ones. There, there, are, there are a couple dudes out there that, you know, they actually want it. But 90 to 95% of them are like, if you, if my voice aren't going to get in your face first, like, I'm, I'm just going to look the other way with my tail between my legs when you're talking this shit. Like, it's not until a couple people get, get between us that, all right, now I'm ready to go. Hold me back. Hold me back. And I think it'd be different if the Reds were a younger team. Like, I'm trying to think of a super young team, like the Marlins. If the Reds were a younger team like that, maybe they're to back him up. But when you have, like, Mike Moustakis, Nick Castellanos, Joey Votto, like, dudes who have been around the league for a while, yeah. and they saw what both sides of, like, yeah. oh, you were super disrespectful and, in, like, a yeah. – yeah, like, dude, you don't – like, you're, you're a fucking clown. Like, you you bit off more than you could chew. I was embarrassed like, to back you the first yep, time. Yeah. Like, you deserve this. <laughs> yep. This is, yeah, that's that's like, justice yeah. right there. Uh, yeah, you know Castellanos loves the Cubs. He's oh, come out sure. publicly and said the Cubs changed his career. He's right. been lighting it up. Yeah, I turned my career around with the Cubs. So, and like yeah. Joey Votto is just, yeah, you never see him do anything wrong. No. He's always saying the right fucking thing. Yep. Got and like 47 years old and he's said everything correct as far. And if like, if a player does do something, they'll, stand, they'll 100% be the first guys to stand up. And that's how you know, like, Amir Garrett's a fucking clown. A failed starting pitcher that had to switch to reliever, like, dude's a fucking clown. Yeah. So, I, I'm glad he got what he deserved. Yeah, it was but, a good moment. Jacob, yeah. I, I know you've had a billion points about the trade deadline. And I know yes, you're super yes, excited. Yes. Well, what are your thoughts on the MLB trade deadline? No, I honestly, I watched, uh, I, like, it was posted literally a minute before I watched So, I watched that hobby walk off. I did not understand why he was so fired up at the first point. Like, so when I first watched it, I was just like, I was like, bro, you didn't even jack that shit. You hit it to the warning track. Like, this is, this is like hands down the least cool fucking walk off I've ever seen in my entire life mixed with the most fired up dude. But then given the context behind it, I was like, yeah, no, talk that shit. Like, yeah. And with that, that's a deep drive, deep drive to left fielder, Casillas. But yeah, no, it's not fucking. His hands down. <laughs> Every time you hear Castellanos' name, I'm just like, I gotta, I want to say it. Like, uh, that that'll live in infamy. Because Did, didn't he do it again? They were talking about no, it was a eulogy. It was the middle of a eulogy. Yeah. They're like, yes, this is a great man, and that'll be a deep drive to center field by Castellanos, and that'll make it for a terrible time for a eulogy. But there's never a good time in baseball. <laughs> like, so it's the second time because yeah, he did no. it during that dude's apology because he like. He was talking – he said, like, I don't know, was it gays or – he said some sort of slur towards um, the homosexual people. Yeah. And Cassianos would have hit fucking three home runs in 9-11. Like, that dude is fucking insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to get into that. That's – okay. Wow. Um, so, quickly, we want to do a little hype up, a little preview – for our millions of listeners everywhere, <laughs> we are soup. so this one. <laughs> we are going to start streaming some NCAA football video games. Uh, long story short, the founder who produces this podcast for us, Pace Meyer, has the streaming setup for uh, the PlayStation Three. So, dub, we didn't have to pay for anything. We didn't have to do anything. Uh, secondly, we all three love college football. Uh, it's just a fun game. We had a season, what was it, Oregon? Was that our season? Yep. So we've played a season in the past. And so I just pitched the idea to the boys. I'm like, hey, like, what would you guys think about 
you know, just streaming. Like, I don't really care if people watch. I just kind of want to see myself perform highlights and you get like just us playing like, um, and so, yeah, we decided to be fun regardless of we have one viewer or zero viewers or a billion viewers. We're going to play it regardless. So if y'all want to watch, it's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start that uh, TBD, hopefully maybe by the end of the week or by hopefully we've dropped our first stream by the time we get to next week's podcast. Okay. I would say, yeah, I mean, I like we have that. an entire week to get one, one game in. Uh, so look uh, on Twitter and stuff for, I think we'll tweet out our schedule. Uh, do we want to announce what team we're going to be? I mean, do we want to get, how far into the weeds do we want to get as well? Yeah. Um, promo. Yeah. Up. You guys want me to do the hyping up or what? Yeah. Get her done. Okay. So first off, we decided to make the SEC power conference. Uh, so we added Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Uh, secondly, we decided to basically disband the Big 12. No, nah, I'd say reorganize the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got we got rid of Rutgers from the Big 10 and added Iowa State because Iowa State's legit good as fuck, and we felt like that would be dope. Long and a legit conference. Yep, yeah. And the Big 10 is a legit conference. So then we moved Rutgers to the Big 12. Uh, and then on the other side of that, we took Notre Dame and put them in the ACC because technically the COVID year, and I think this year they're going to be in the ACC. So they're technically an ACC team. They're an ACC basketball team. And I thought – I swore I, I saw something that they were going to stay in there for good. I, I, I could be completely off. I make a lot of shit up. Who was that? Notre, Notre Dame. Dame mm-hmm. Staying in the ACC mm-hmm. for football. Like I thought that was going to be like a permanent switch. Because they because they did that COVID year, they're they're in basketball. Like oh, it makes sense in way too many areas for them not to. It didn't make sense for them to be independent. So yeah, yeah. oh, hundred percent. So yeah. so yeah, we added uh, Notre Dame to the ACC, and then we needed one more ACC team to make it a oh, total of eight. Um, and so we added Coastal Carolina, who's actually really good on the game. I don't know if you guys remember from last season. I think they were nine and zero before losing in the whatever bowl game they played in solid squad and it fits with the geographic location and then the big 12 is just kind of a clusterfuck um really the core of whoever's left the west virginia rutgers uh oklahoma state kansas kansas Kansas, and then some just randos yeah Yeah, texas tech and then we added memphis no i don't think we did did we i I thought we added like houston Houston, smu Maybe temp? No, I don't think BYU. Think. BYU, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then maybe Cincinnati. Yeah, that was that was it. So yeah, that created Cincinnati, a complete. But it's basically a power two, three power conferences: the Big Ten with Iowa State as a power conference, the SEC with Oklahoma and Texas is a hundred percent a power conference, and then the ACC with Notre Dame is a power conference. So we had to figure we had to be one of those three conferences. Um, so we had we want to be a bad team in those conferences, yep. obviously. We want to be a rebuild project. Yep. Yeah, you got, you got to make it challenging. So we boiled it down to Illinois in the Big Ten, uh, Duke in the ACC, and Arkansas. Yep, Arkansas in the SEC. Uh, and then our, our choice, our final choice was uh, can we get a drum roll? Duke, Blue Devils, baby! Football powerhouses. Yep. We are, yep, taking over the uh, dual powerhouse role and switching the Duke Blue Devils to not just a basketball powerhouse, but a basketball and football powerhouse. So, yes, sir. We, yeah, 
I, they're not very good. They're one of the worst teams in the ACC. Yeah, no, they're pretty terrible. And we are going to turn them. Yeah, like Al said, it's it's always fun. I know Al had a season with Kansas, and he he turned Kansas into a dual side. So we're trying to do that. Um, that, was, that one was successful. Yeah, was, yeah. Good. Al, Al did really well turning Kansas around. Uh, so yeah, I guess what we'll do from here on out, we'll screenshot our schedule, get that out to you guys. Uh, just you can see who we're playing, and maybe we'll preemptively tweet when we're going to live stream. Um, but I think you can watch the live streams after this stream. And then we're going to clip some dope plays, because I'm just pre-warning, there will be some dope plays by all of us, whether Al slips under a fucking halfback screen and picks it off and runs it to the house, or JT busts one and does a cool spin move. And, you know, like, there will be some dope plays. Uh, so if you don't watch us, maybe just watch the clips on Twitter. I mean, it'll be like a 30-second clip of us just going off. Uh, so that's your bloopers as well. We should do bad beats every now and then. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like Give everyone a full picture. If you're not going to yeah. like, a, like a, a – not a simulated, but like a, a shortened game, a condensed game. Um, so show like our touchdowns, maybe show up the ones where we've so all, th- all three like fucking user created players trying to tackle somebody in the bus one for yep. 75. Like, I think that's, I think that's going to happen at least once because, oh, the obvious thing is we have to play on Heisman, the hardest difficulty. That's obvious. Um, oh, who wants to say the name of our head coach? Alex. Oh, Willie Naylor. Willie, W-I-L-L-I-E, and Naylor, which is a realistic as fuck name, N-A-Y-L-O-R. Like, super realistic name, but it sounds like Willie Naylor. Also, it's Duke fucking alum, cool. so he yeah. has Duke real alum. ties yeah. to the school. Yep. Like, it's and legit as fuck. I heard he's friends with Jason Tatum. Yep, I, I, also facts. Yep. Facts. I heard maybe related to Jason Tatum. He- I think cousin. Yeah, I think he. I think he is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, um, the lawyers that got them out of the Duke lacrosse scandal as well. He's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> he he tried to recruit Zion to play, but apparently he's making millions in the NBA. Like, I uh, yeah. I, I heard he's pretty tight with uh, Mike too. Oh yeah, he oh he's big fans of Mike. Big fans of he Mike. that he might have to be our intro song. Tour. Oh. So, spoiler alert, we do have an intro song. Um, before every game, we have to play our song that gets the boys going. Um, in the past, what was Can't Be – did you use Can't Be Touched, Al? Yes. Yeah, Al used Can't Be Touched. I did drip too hard one year because my team was full of just athletic dudes who like to drip too hard. Uh, so, it's always a different song. So, we got to come up with a song, and I think it has to be Mike-related now because he's a Duke alum. I mean, yeah. it has to be – it has to be some some sort of Mike song uh, that'll get the boys going, and it's just a tradition. Um, but yeah, so we will stream, and there'll be commentary. So we might it kind of be it'll kind of be like a mini podcast, honestly. Uh, you know, when the game's kind of boring, we'll be shooting the shit a little bit, maybe roasting Jacob for missing a tackle, and then I'll proceed to miss a tackle, and then he'll roast me back. Um, it'll yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, like I said, we'll tweet the schedule. Uh, maybe tweet we'll maybe do recruiting bits every now and then but it's just kind of a boring process that i know you guys don't actually care about so maybe as the year goes along maybe as we like get, get five star yep. commits or something we'll or just a couple commits yeah. we can kind of screenshot them a little yeah. bit and just say who's coming to the school yeah give a little preview of who we got coming yeah and we have decided our positions um Al, buddy, will be playing quarter al is our offensive and defensive coordinator he's he's the minds behind 
behind the team. So if we win, it's his it's his success, and if we lose, it's his fault. I mean, yes, I love it. <laughs> me and Jacob are in a um, what do you call it? It's riskless. I mean, riskless. Yeah, uh, I mean, we just it, I'm it, taking no blame for that. Sure, so you can yeah, check and see which one. I'm yeah. just looking at JT. Might want to use. So oh, good call. There's a linebacker. Uh, not too good. But yeah, so I will be playing quarterback as the offensive coordinator. Um, I will be playing running back, and Jacob will be playing receiver one. And then defensively, Jacob will be playing some hybrid position of linebacker-ish. And then me and Al, we, what do they call them? The no-fly zone, the Legion of Boom. Um, I mean, all of the names. Uh, we're, like, hands down, the best free safety and safety combo. That would be dope. Yeah. That would be badass. I don't know how hard it would be. That's the thing. I, I really don't know. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go corner. I'm gonna go the red shirt junior. You like slot corner or are you gonna just mix it up? The thing I don't like is out on corner, I don't know how well I'll be able to see. At the start it might be difficult. Yeah, well, I, I think if Mir Deej like hold it out too, you might yeah. too at the start of you should play, be good. You should hold it out. I think it works in three person. Okay. I think, I think, I it'd think be worth try. a try. Yeah. It'd be kind of dope. It'd be dope as fuck. With that's a real no fly zone. That's my oh, yeah. shit. Like the OG. Because then our corners are deep as fuck here. Like, oh. You could literally follow any receiver and use any one of them. So they're 85, 83, 83. Yeah. Just whatever one you like the position. Yeah. That'd be dope. Like, that's. So, like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, We're going to have the no fucking fly zone. Safety. Safety. Two, yeah. Oh, it's man. Gonna be it's dirty. It's, our defense is going to be filthy. Our offense might make some plays every now and then. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you like the NCAA football game and you like football and it's not on and you don't like baseball, I mean, this is the perfect time for that type of person because we're, we're not going to try and stream on Saturday night when you got shit to do. We're going to try and stream during the week when you're bored. It's 7 o'clock and you have nothing to do. Fucking throw on the stream, man. Watch, watch us break some ankles, have some fun. Listen to us goon. Yeah, oh, there's going to be a ton of gooning, probably beer. Maybe some some smoking of some, what do they say? The THC. Like, devil's lettuce. Yeah, the devil's lettuce. <laughs> Damn it! Last time you made one of those jokes, my dad had a serious talk with me about what kind of drugs I was actually doing. It's just marijuana, right? Yes, dad. It's just marijuana. We don't actually do crack. Jacob's just a moron. Damn it! Oh shit. <laughs> but yeah so check in to hide inside for all that information um but yeah it should be fun i guess um quickly let's go predictions maybe just thoughts i mean just kind of a open-end question about live streaming commentating and playing ncaa football for the world and the billions of viewers where we already have <laughs> I'll, I'll turn to you al what, what do you think buddy um i i don't fucking really have much to say i'm fucking I'm just stoked. I'm obviously, I wasn't, I didn't call out being quarterback. I just wanted to be the defensive coordinator. I like to call the defensive plays. That's my wheelhouse. And then in NCAA, I love to play safety. It just makes it like, I'm in Madden. I love to be the pass rusher. I think it's a lot more, there's a lot more you can do, a lot more ways you can affect the game, especially when you have someone on the opposite side to kind of control the line. But in NCAA, like, the passing is so fucking – they'll dink and dunk you all the way got down the goddamn field. It's insane. And if you fucking back your safeties up, they won't help the least bit in the run, and they'll get 10 yards per carry. It's the dumbest shit in the world. But at safety, you can affect both. 
where you can play in the box and stop the run if you fucking read the lineman, and you can jump the fucking slants, the dinks and dunks, and, you know, honestly, our strategy, we'll get torched every now and then. Oh, yeah. We'll get torched over top every now and then, but they won't do it consistently enough to beat us. Like, we've done enough of these seasons. We've beaten enough on Heisman. Like, it's going to be tough from the start. The starting roster is pretty rough. I think I had, like, 18 teams on my list. I went through, like, all of the Power 5 conferences and chose teams that I deemed acceptable just based on, like, how good they were. Fucking, you know, players they had on their roster, you know, jerseys that they have available in NCAA 14. Some of them, some teams have literally two jerseys, which I think we ended up choosing a team that has a white literally white pants only and then a blue jersey and a white jersey so it's gonna be a little fucking boring on that aspect but yeah i had this list of 18 teams we narrowed it down to we got rid of the pac-12 because that's we used oregon last time and we got rid of the big 12 because they're they're in shambles yeah they're in shambles and we landed on duke (laughs) and yeah I i don't know I think we landed with maybe one of the worst five teams out of that list of 18, 18 teams. Yeah. Like we went, we went through, through it. We yeah. went through the overalls and like, I, we, we didn't really know. We just went through like the main, I don't know. We just kind of scanned through the positions kind of went based on the stats we liked and somehow we landed on one of the very worst teams. So I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but they it's going to be interesting. They might be fucking idiots or geniuses depending <laughs> on how this plays out. Yep. Stay tuned and find out, I guess, is the best thing I can say for yes. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll post highlights, too. So, if you can't watch the full game, maybe just check into our highlights. Uh, maybe we'll post results, uh, box scores after the game. I don't know. This is all very loose, kind of like our podcast. Like, we don't really have a plan. We're just going to do it and then figure it out later. Yep. Um, but, Jacob, I have yeah, – yeah. How, what, are, what are your thoughts on this, buddy? Um, I'm coming in as a strict role player here, uh, so you know I'm not. I'm not going to be doing any of the behind the scenes work. I will be scrolling Twitter when that's going on with the recruiting and all of that. Stuff. <laughs> um, so, I'm, yeah. strict, I'm strictly here to play the game, and that is it. Uh, I have the least amount of experience in NCAA football out of the three of us, so blunders will be many. Um, but yeah, no. Definitely looking forward to it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All valid points for sure. So yeah, me, me and Deej, yeah, a little backstory. Me and Deej have played. It's Deej's NCAA, so he's had it for the longest. He he has the most PT played on it. I give it that. And then me and Deej were roommates through college, and we played. I don't know how many. I think we seasons, had three or four different like, when we were facing each other. So yeah, we yeah, I mean, total we what? had probably ten. Yeah, I mean, we had three we, or four so together. So we beat Oregon, just me and you. Yep. Then like we went before we had Jacob. Then, then we, we beat to, Maryland. Yep. We beat Iowa. That, yep. Iowa was the first one that you accidentally deleted. Yeah. Oh my god! I accidentally deleted cool. Iowa. And like, oh. we, and we had a championship level. We, oh, we, we were so good. We were so we fucking good. We were on a year two. We were fucking like. Year like the next year after winning the night, oh, it was actually year three. Yeah, we but were, yeah. Oh um, and then after that, we had so then when we played against each other, you had North Carolina, I had Kansas, you had UCLA, I had Texas. Like we had so many. We did it. Done. Like yeah. we, we've logged a lot of seasons. We've logged a ton of seasons throughout the years through college, and now JT's just picking it up the last couple of years. 
I have so, I have one season in my belt. I was in purgatory while these two were in college, so it was rather tough for me to get any NCA getting in. But uh, yeah, I have plenty of Madden under my belt, so I hope you know it yeah, translates. It's semi. It Trenchers, translates yeah. decently. And yeah, we but, played one season with Oregon again, all three of us boys. You know, a good squad, but it'll be a little tougher this time. Yeah. yeah so I'm I'm QB. I'm defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. DJ is the man who will handle recruiting and setup of the schedule and all of that. I'm special teams and strength coach, if you want to and, put a label on yeah, it. Yeah, Jacob is special teams and strength coach. And by that, that means he's handling kick returns and five returns. And he's giving our dudes marijuana and steroids at halftime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe some cocaine on the side. It depends on what player needs. Each yep. player needs. Some people need marijuana. Some yeah. people need cocaine. It kind of depends. Did, did the dude roll his ankle, or is he pretty fucking tired? Yeah. Like, there's a difference. Two here. massive. Do we got to give this guy so much painkillers yeah. that he can't remember anything? Yeah. But can't feel. <laughs> what are we going for here? I mean, Jacob could really fuck the team up, or he could lead us to. If I'm a drug dealer from fucking The Hangover, it's gonna be real tough. <laughs> but it, I think we're gonna figure oh, this shit. one out. Oh uh, shit! You said. <laughs> Yeah. Randy's gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, so when you were talking about like you were gonna scroll Twitter to find out our recruits, I can see you just being like, "Oh shit, we got a five star recruit!" Like as you're on Twitter. Fucking. <laughs> the only reason I know the fucking badass defensive lineman from uh, Oregon, yep. Thibodeau, is strictly because we played with them. It makes yep. it makes following the NCAA. A oh, lot dude, more fun. it's yeah, it's so you cool. know a lot more. Oh, It'll dude. help with your betting. First, we know so many players in the NFL now, based just based on because we played with them. Dudes from the fucking turf, Darnell Savage Jr. that turned into a yep. fucking savage. Oh, he plays for the Packers and helps Aaron yep. Rodgers, I believe. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Darnell Savage. Like I believe I'm correct on that. Hundred percent correct. And yeah, like he's fucking good as fuck. He was an OG from that Memphis team. Day one. He was a fucking OG. One of our boys at safety. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So our team the first couple of years will be a pretty realistic version of the roster. Um, thankful to the boys. There's like eight dudes who consistently update rosters and stuff like that. Uh, so the teams are pretty realistic mm-hmm. uh, to that point. Some teams still have guys that got drafted, like Zach Wilson, I believe, is still on BYU. You know, guys of that nature. I think Purdy's still a junior, which yep, he's technically yep. a senior. I mean, it's not perfect. But, but it'll it, do. It's better than using just a bunch of randos. Yeah, exactly. It'll fucking do. They're pretty fucking realistic. And our team is pretty fucking shitty. We're, we're bottom three we're teams like in the ACC. Yeah. Last year, I think, I think I Georgia Tech's worse than us and maybe Boston College. And there's 14 teams. So we're easily in the bottom 10. There are 10 teams better in our conference. And you guys don't know this, but on Heisman, they're going to break so many fucking tackles. They're breaking the first one every time. Every time they will break the first tackle. And it's just going to be frustrating. I think the commentating, honestly, is going to be funnier Mm -hmm. than the actual. Like, if you you like the NCAA football game. Guys, I'm going to throw so many picks. It's going to be a (laughs) battle to say about 500. The quarterback I'm using is 71 overall. Like, let's get that out of the way first. His name is Gunner. Oh, or we got two of them, though. It's like Gunner and I think Diamante. Yeah. This one's Diamante Lucas. Luca Diamante. Luca Diamante and Gunner Gunner. Gunner Holmberg. Jesus Christ. Like JT said, he snores the (laughs) N-word. But both, both, like, above average speed. 
both terrible passers. I'm going to throw so many things. Like if I if I have more touchdowns than I have picks, it's a it's a successful season. Let's get out get that out of the way first. He only throws the picks because we like playing defense more. Exactly. We're better at defense. I'm just sticking to our strengths. Yep. Throwing us meatballs in the wheelhouse. Best offense is good defense, and that's our strap. Yep. yep. Exactly. This guy. Preach. So this I guy. did. I did just look it up, and it sounds like Gunnar Holmberg is going to be the starter for Duke this season. Okay. So yeah, the, the rosters are real. There might be some copyright issues now that NCAA people can get paid. Um, but I, if you didn't know, I was lying about the billion views, so we don't have to worry about that because no one's going to hear this enough to snitch on us. Um, and plus, we can just blame the people that made the roster. I mean, it's if really Soup's bored on it during a day. He, he just can... might file a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, he could fuck us up. Um, but yeah, so that part you'll get to know the NCA a little bit better, which is kind of dope, and watch us just fucking goon. Um, but last last topic I want to cover here. Like I said, I have one more. One more topic. Yeah. Oh, good. That's cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, check the hide inside for all this information about when we're streaming, our schedule, all this other shit. Um, but yeah, uh, recent topic I saw, the NBA is going to implement rules forbidding non-basketball moves to draw fouls. Um, I think this is a step in the right direction. I, I think this will clean the game up and make it less cringy. Uh, but I'm curious, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Obviously, this is a good move. I think it's... Honestly, I think it's a big reason why the USA basketball team is struggling so much is because FIBA doesn't – FIBA has already adjusted to this. Like, those, they've already adjusted. They're not giving them those – these fucking three-point shots on this jumping into them bullshit. They're making them throw it in from out of bounds and they're not getting these ticky-tack bullshit. They're making them play through some fucking contact. They're making them a bit of a contact sport like it used to be. Um, bailing them out with this horse shit. And – they're bitching and they're complaining and it doesn't matter. They're losing the games. Now they, I mean, obviously they're starting to figure it out a little bit more, you know, they're still talented as fuck. They're gonna, like we said, last podcast, they're, they're going to get it figured out. They're going to adjust, but it's an adjustment period. And I think it's going to be the same thing in the NBA. I think they're, it's going to take a little bit. I think it's going to be a little sloppy for a little while. And there's going to be some pretty pissed off NBA players for a little while because they're going to have to change their play style. But I definitely think it's for the better. I think the – I mean, I, no one wants to watch fucking James Harden shoot 30 fucking five free throws. No one wants to watch it. No one wants to watch Trey Young put up fucking 30 points on 25 free throws. That's not – that's not that impressive. I'm not, I'm not super impressed by that. Like, these dudes have other – like, Trey Young shoots lights out from three. He fucking drops dimes. Like, show us those highlights. Let's give me some more of that. I don't. I don't need to see this man at the free throw line. No one wants to see this man at the free throw line. Twenty so times like, a game. Yeah, and so there's like, I only think this benefits the game, and it's gonna ruffle some feathers along the way. But like, like I said, I mean, you see it. You see it in the fucking Olympics, and you see it in the World Tournament. Like, it's it's been implemented elsewhere. Yeah. Like, like Luka Doncic just said it when he came to the league. And, like, people kind of made fun of him, but it it's, makes sense now. He said it's easier to score here in America than it was in Europe because they call ticky-tag bullshit. They don't play defense. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. And so when you go over there and you start playing through a little contact, you make it like the sport it used to be, I think it'll make the game more exciting again. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's when you, your point is to fucking draw a foul instead of actually trying to shoot. It's kind of just a bitch out move, and it's not like the fouls are like. It's not like they're putting anybody in danger. Like these fouls aren't putting anybody. There's no nobody's gonna get hurt. They're actually putting themselves in a position to get hurt by jumping into somebody. Like if anything, you can make the argument that they're protecting people because you're more likely to get like fucking your ankle rolled up when you jump into somebody and you get landed on than anything. That's like, a good ass point. It's fucking. It's stupid. It's some really really soft shit. And yeah. That's part of the reason the league's turned into a highlight league instead of actually watching a goddamn game. It has. That's wow. You're on fire right now. But yeah, no, I'm talking at that point. Then I kind of summed up (laughs) my thoughts on it. I think it's better for the game. I think I think it's just a dub. It's it's a good thing to do to the game. I think it'll make us better in the the next Olympics. I think it's just it'll clean it'll clean a lot of the ugly like gross shit out of the game. Um, But Al, you said you had one last topic to wrap up the show with. Yeah, we've. Uh, I think last week we uh, skipped talking over UFC, and this week I oh. think we should hit it really quick. And it's TJ Dillashaw, who was the old bantamweight champ, made his return this past weekend. Over, after two years. Yeah, after two years over Corey Sandhagen, and it was a hell of a fight. It was, I mean, Corey, Corey Sandhagen is clearly top three in the bantamweight weight class, and TJ Dillashaw came back after two years, and Got his eye eyelid split open in round one. Couldn't see it out of his left eye. He fucking buckled his knee and tore his meniscus in round Towards two. Yeah, he tore his Who, who tore their knee and broke tore, their... tore his MCL. Yeah. Tore his MCL. Who, who had their MCL torn in their eyes? TJ Dillashaw. He, okay, because you said yeah, he, yeah, so sorry. I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, I just sorry. wanted to make sure. Yeah, nope, valid point. So, yeah, TJ Dillashaw had all of these and going against the... Corey Sandhagen, the third best in the band of weight. Like, if he won this, he was getting a title shot for sure. He was one of the hottest fighters there are. He knocked the fuck out of Frankie Edgar. He knocked the fuck out of Marlon Marias, who are both two top contenders in the weight class. And he was on a tear. Super young, super upcoming. And TJ Dillashaw, 36 years old, off two fucking years off, came back. And it was a super close fight. It was super back and forth. It was one of the t- most tightly contested fights. I mean, I, I've seen it a lot. But TJ Dillashaw came out on top, and he ate some of Cody or fucking Corey Sanhagen's best shots, which is the thing I found most impressive. He ate some of his best shots and continued to press, and continued to dictate. I think he won. I, I agree with the decision. There are people that disagree, but I do think he dictated the fight. I think he... He ate the same fucking flying knee that knocked Frankie Edgar out, and he took him down out of it. He finished a takedown out of it. Like, it was super impressive. It's like, with, I, when TJ Dillashaw has a chin, he's one of the most complete fighters in the fucking game. And he had a chin this fight, and he showed, like, it it was super cool. And so he adds a lot, he adds a big spark back into it. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I think the big thing with TJ on this one is, so, first one is he was suspended for two years for steroids, not really steroids, it's EPO, which is an endurance drug, um, so if he was actually using that in that entire time, instead of just using it to cut down to 125, he wouldn't have been able to press Corey Sandahagen for five rounds and dominate the ring for that long, and then the second was he, he won how he had to. 
like he he won by like wrestling not like basically winning it on a points basis and kind of understanding that he all the things he needed to do to be able to win despite not having a left leg or a right eye like he had to win how he had to he knew it was going to be ugly because of his current situation he did it regardless um it at times was probably like a little bit boring just because of like he kept on trying to wrestle him and like kind of hold him against the fence but he was honestly just trying to get out of there with a win at 34 years of age i do believe 30, 30. I, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was close to 35 or 36 yeah yeah somewhere around i thought he was over, over the 35 pound yeah it, so disappointing part. backside of his career for sure and still able to gut one out against mm-hmm. the top one like he's clearly back it was super impressive yeah the yeah. only the only comment that i made to jacob immediately when it happened is that the thing that worries me and he talked about it in the post fight conference is that like how he was fighting through all these injuries he couldn't spar in training he couldn't he was just training in like tennis shoes because he had a foot injury he had you know this injury that injury and he went into he had it was a previous cut he already had that's why it opened up in the fight again this that and the other thing and it was like man you had two years off you're already 36 we can't give you three years off i don't really like i hope this was just a fluke in terms of the injuries like i hope this was just a you know, one thing happened and he tried to push through it. So then the next thing happened, and it was a kind of a snowball effect type of deal because he hasn't really been a, too bad with injuries before. But being older and fighting, you know, he's taken some damage throughout his career. He's, yeah. fought, he fought, he's fought some wars. And yeah, so it's a little, that was my only concern. But outside of that, yeah, it's like, all right, the champ's back. This is the guy that's going to take down that fucking clown, Petter Jan. Yeah, like no doubt. That is my one worry because he literally cannot do that again. He cannot pull that fucking gut out of win shit no. against Jan because Jan will just start lighting him up like a goddamn Christmas tree. And it it'll be really like he'd get finished second or third against Jan if he if he was in that same condition. Yeah. I and so like that, that that's my one worry with him going into it. I just want somebody to beat that goddamn Russian troll. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I'm and very yeah, happy he's back. On the like on the back to the kind of steroid thing for TJ Dillashaw it's like he used it and he's for his entire career has been fantastic with his stamina and the steroid he used is for stamina and endurance and it was he used it so that he could cut down because he challenged he wanted to challenge Cejudo for his weight at 125 and he couldn't quite get all the way down there without this fucking you know and so like I don't know it's not different, like, and I guess the difference to me is that he's come out and he's full, he's taken every bit of it. He's like, yeah, I did. I fucked up. I made a terrible decision. I was trying to compete. Like, I, I, I just really, really fucking wanted to challenge him at his weight class. I thought I could get there and then I couldn't. And so I needed help. And that was the help. I, it was a dumbass decision. He's taken it like a man. Uh-huh. And he's like, he's never made an excuse. He's never made this or that. He's taking it like a man, and I guess that's that's where I kind of like it's like all right, you know, he, he served his two year ban. He's owned up for what he did. What what more do I really you know? Yeah. How how much more do we really want to punish him? He's a great talent. He was clearly one of the best bantam weights without it before it. You know, like Usada's been around for a while. If he had it before that fight, if he had used it before just that fight at one twenty five, they would have caught it. If he used it for this fight in which he dictated the fight the entire time 
for five rounds after two years at age 35 or 36 on a one leg and no eye, like, I think his endurance is pretty good. Like, yeah, they would have caught it here too. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just that, like, I, I don't know. I, I, have a, I have a good amount of respect for him, even through all of that. Like, I, I, I don't take that into account too much. Like, he's still an incredible talent. He's still one of the best band weights of all time. And I still hope he beats the brakes off of Petr Jan. Mm-hmm. Yep. If Aljo doesn't. Yeah. If I, I hope, yeah. I, I hope yeah. Aljo does. He got his ass molly last time. But on the same page, Conor McGregor molly Dustin Poirier in the second fight for a round and a half before getting knocked out. And yeah. she got manhandled the entire first round. You, know, you never know how, like, every fight is different. You never know how the fighter's going to be feeling that day. You never know what injuries they're fighting through. You never, you know, some days you have it, some days you don't. Like, that goes, that's true for all sports. And, like, it's just as true in fucking UFC. At this point in their careers, it's a sport to them. Like, I know it's getting punched in the face, but it's truly a sport. It's like, okay, it's a, it's a technique. It's a sport. It's a life that, like, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that is all we have for this podcast. We'll be back again next week. Hopefully we can talk a little bit about our NCA as we've had a win or maybe a loss. Who knows? Um, but yeah, like I said, tune into the high underscore and underscore inside, uh, podcast or podcast Twitter account. Wow. Uh, to catch up on all of our podcasts, our bets, uh, and our live stream. Uh, and then obviously our individual Twitters at DJ Low forty four twenty two at JT or Faye JT at Alex Long zero two. Y'all stay high inside.